Hey, everybody. It's Ears Up In Depth with my trusty co-host, Jeremy from Spectro Radio. Jeremy. Hey, how are you? Wait, I don't hear music. You don't? No, are you going to oh. edit that in in post or what? I'm playing it right now. Because I have a different, I have a different setup now, and so I guess that's the problem. So I need a second. Well, okay, that's good. That's good. I will. Uh, I'll make. I'll make a change to that. Get a new piece of equipment so you can hear. So baby can hear the music. That would be nice. By the way, I forgot to ask you this while we were talking before the show. Did you get the piece of audio I sent you for the show? I, I did. Yes, sir. Uh, oh, good. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. No, we're good, man. We're golden here. We're golden. Yeah. Um, I wanted to show you this the the medals that uh, we got. Uh, Taryn and Alice and I, I. I talked about this a little bit ago. We did a virtual race from the uh, Virtual Running Club. It's a whole network of different companies and stuff that do virtual races. And Sesame Street has a lot of them, and a lot of big companies have them. But we got our medals the other day. We did the Super Grover Red Cape race. Look at that medal. I think that's re- I love it. Look at it. It's super cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty. Uh, you know, I'm pretty Did excited you, about this. Honestly, have I, you worn it around? Um, I wore it when I put it on, or when when it came in the mail. I was like, "Look at me! I ran a race." Which you know, we walked. Alice has worn it more times than than we have. Well, naturally. Yeah, I mean, she loves it. Hey, you yeah, know, are yeah. you going to get a metal rack and hang it up in there? You should. <laughs> well, I don't know. I got the. Um, I don't know if you can see up there the uh, Incredibles one that that we did together. So I got those up oh, there. Yeah. And then this thing, too. I mean, I think I might do it. I think virtual races are cool. I do sort of miss the Disney, the run Disney race. I, I did have a lot of fun doing that. It was a cool experience. Um, yeah, it's But wonderful. the virtual ones are, are kind of fun. I like it. Are you going to do I the want- virtual food and wine? Well, I was just going to say because I waited. I, like, I, I couldn't register for it when they were even really going to have it. Have they opened up more slots for it? Now that it's gone virtual, or is it still closed? I don't know. I didn't. Um, I don't think it's closed because we just reported on it on like the last year's up show on Thursday, where they were talking about how they're going to make it virtual. But I don't know if if I don't know what it is or not. Okay. Well, I am registered for an in person race. I'm registered for the twenty eighth twenty. What is it? Twenty twenty one. Disney Princess half. When's that? April. February. February. Hmm. You think it's going to happen still, or are they going to move it virtual? I don't know. The re- the right now the January race is still Disney World Marathon weekend is still happening, so that yes. will get sliced, I would imagine, before Princess. So we'll see. Okay, but I did manage to register for it. Well, that's cool. If you're going to be in town or, or heading to any of these races, and you're going to be going to the parks, and why wouldn't you? If if a Disney a Disneyland should be open by then. I mean, you know, come on, let's. Uh... Let's be honest about that. But if you want to play... Oh, well, it ha- it's happening in Disney World anyway. Yeah, well, see, there you go. Uh, if you want to go to Disney World to do these runs with Jeremy, visit Concierge. Go to concierge.com and have them help plan your magical vacation. They are good friends of the show. They're good people. They help you plan your your vacations by getting you details on reservations and booking reservations and telling you how to get from hotel to hotel on the monorail and from how to get to the airport to the whole bunch of stuff like that. So they are your in-person, not in-person, they're your virtual concierge to the Disney parks from the Disney resorts, all that kind of fun stuff. So check them out. uh, And they don't charge any extra for all those services that they provide for you. They are a full service shop, one stop, let's go, concierge.com. Um, Sounds like a delight. Yeah. 
It does, honestly, because I tell you what, the older I get, man, I will pay more money for to have people do stuff for me. I'm over researching stuff online. I don't know if I'm just have like Gen X burnout of the internet, but like I just I want to go to a site that goes, this is how you do this thing, and I go, oh, okay, great. And not here's twelve opinions, right. or here's twelve different ways to do this thing that may or may not actually even be correct. Yeah, just with anything. Like a, uh, I started uh, a planted fish tank, like an aquarium. You know what I mean? With like actual live plant. Good luck finding any information that's super definitive on that. And and even it's like, oh, here are a hundred plants that are easy to plant. Just tell me ten and where to buy them. I don't know. I don't care. You know what I mean? Oh, because oh, they're like real plants that live in like because yeah, most yeah. aquariums you just put plastic plants in there and the fish swim around. But you're gonna do real plants. I have real plants. Like it's already growing. It's been two weeks, and I love it. But I need to wait for the number. Anyway, it's a whole it's a whole thing. We'll start another podcast about it. I'm sure. Um, I do have <laughs> a couple of announcements. Scraping the Vault is live right now. It has its own feed that is formerly known as Cash Grab, put on by the Supreme Resort fellows of Jimmy, Dan, and Eric. Um, but Scraping the Vault is Jimmy and Dan with their friend Audrey, and they review and talk about, in a very funny and improvisational way, um, Disney releases of movies that are straight to video, if that makes a whole lot of sense. So it's called Scraping the Vault. It's live on iTunes now, on Stitcher, um, and I think Spotify even, too, and some more places will be added as soon as they get approved. But uh, the guys have been working really hard on that, so uh, throw them a follow, throw, the, you know, throw down a couple shows. Uh, see if you like it. You should like it. It'll be very funny. I, I feel good about it. So check that out as well, having never heard a single one. Uh, Spectral Radio has masks for sale now, I saw. Oh, yes. You know, I wasn't going to do it. In the beginning of all this, I'm like, I don't want to be selling masks. Same. Like It yeah. feels dirty. It felt icky. It does. It feels like, because I felt the same thing. I think we even talked about it. It feels like you're profiting yes. off of the pandemic. And that's not right. Which didn't, which doesn't feel good. Yeah. But now uh, fast great. forward. But now I feel like as a person who's wearing a mask and traveling, like I went online and I was looking for masks, like fun masks. Like I don't want to just wear these blue masks anymore. And I was like, oh, well, if I want one, other people might want something that's customized. Then I found out that T Public was just doing it anyway. Like I, without my, without any control over what was going on, they just were taking everyone's shirt styles and putting them on masks. So then yeah. once... So then I ordered one and I was like, well, I just want one for me and I won't, I won't advertise it. And then I got it and I was like, I really like this. I took a picture <laughs> of it. And then every, everyone was like, hey, uh, where do you get those? <laughs> so I was like, okay, I guess I'm selling them now. So you can go to spectroradio.us, click support and uh, shop. And then it takes you to the T Public page and every shirt style is available as a mask. Every shirt style is a mask. I like that. That's good. Yeah. With my stuff, yeah. you got to like set it up normally, but uh, maybe I'll try to do that. We were talking a little yeah, bit about it in the um, in the chat before the show. Um, you know, maybe like the little churro castle right here, or something like that, or the little blowfish yeah. from the tiki something because I I do want it. You know, sort of fun. <clears throat> like you said, I have um, the problem with masks is is my face is too big. I have a big head. And a big face. And so I got these masks that they have, <laughs> you're going to laugh, they have carbon filters. Oops. Mm-hmm. Like they have filters in between, right? Um, but it it like goes to my chin 
than to like maybe the top of my nose. So it's just this small thing like this, and it doesn't cover. <laughs> and it and and then it like fogs my glasses up, which isn't supposed to happen. Yeah. That means you're not wearing it properly. But every mask I've tried to wear, you exhale through your nose, and it blows up through your thing. So I got. Um, do you know what neck gaiters are? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I got I got Liverpool ones of those, and so I put the mask on, then I put the neck gaiter up, and it sort of helps a little bit around the nose. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm looking for a different mask because it doesn't fit well, and it's a whole thing, and I get paranoid, and I see you going out, and I see other people going out. My brother went to Vegas this weekend, and I'm like, what am I doing? I don't even go to the grocery store. Terrence's grandma goes to the grocery store, and then she goes to wherever the heck she goes. And it's like, what am I doing? I'm a fr- I, I, so that I, but I, then I feel like, well, if I had my, if I had a better mask, then it would be, you know, uh, eh, whatever. But well, does Taryn's granny have a better mask than you? Taryn no, probably she probably just holds her hand over her mouth when she walks. I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. Well, maybe you can get Granny to pick up you a few of your staples and have her bring them over. <laughs> Uh, she doesn't drive <laughs> you <know>. long distances. <laughs> she goes to the store. No, well, oh, okay. Man. Well, I, well, you know, you'll. So ha- now that you've done the charcoal filter gator combo, have you gone to the grocery store? No. <laughs> okay, Why well, would I do that? What, what are you? <laughs> so what is all this for? I, I don't know, man. <laughs> It's honestly it's to make me feel better as I doom scroll the news, as I just you know flip through the news. It's so you're just wearing it in your house? No. No. I don't think you understand how all of this works. <laughs> I don't know, man. Well, the, the thing is, I, I can't get into this. No, I can't. You can't. Let's just go. Let's Let. go. Why don't <laughs> you glad, start? I have, I have one large story and two smaller stories. Okay. <laughs> That's great. So why don't you go ahead and go first? Okay. Right. Uh, I don't know what the, the length of my stories is. Whatever, um, whatever length it is, Jeremy, I'm sure it's just fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's how you tell it. Um, Jason, what do you think of Winnie the Pooh? In general? Well, yeah, sure, in general. In general, I think he's annoying. I feel like the Winnie the Pooh universe annoys me, but the ride okay. is cool. I like the ride in Critter Country, in Disneyland. Uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Winnie the Pooh as like a, an art form bothers me. Okay. Thank you. Well, you're not the only one who's bothered by Winnie the Pooh. Okay, good. Uh, It seems the lovable bear known for his passion for honey who resides in the 100-acre wood has become a flashpoint in a growing conflict between India and the People's Republic of China. Okay. Have you heard about this? Um, A little bit here and there, yeah. Okay. Well, the the two countries... In line at the store, I heard about it. (laughs) Terrence Granny told you I heard read it in the paper uh the two countries have long fought over disputed territory along the oxai chin border uh since the two countries last fought a war in 1962 both india and china claim the border as their own and have recently pointed fingers claiming the other has overstepped the de facto border between the two nations in the area known as the line of actual control okay um 
Well, recently, Indians were angered at what they claim was the mutilation of 20 Indian soldiers at the hands of Chinese forces in the region and what they're calling a death squad. Indians have since taken to the streets in protest, burning posters of the authoritarian Chinese leader, President Xi, but have recently taken to using images of Winnie the Pooh to poke fun at President Xi for his likeness to the doughy Disney character. That I have heard, and I feel like that's like just a thing that a, a lot of Chinese citizens have been doing, also, right? Like, isn't Winnie the Pooh banned in China for that reason? Yes. Yeah, I, I love mean, that. He's sort of banned. Oh, okay, sort of. Banned. Right. Uh, President Xi. <laughs> President Xi, as you can imagine, is not too happy with this. So he's like, you and President Xi agree. Uh, Winnie the Pooh's no good. Well, look, if if I can agree with anybody, it's going to be the president of China. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, authoritarians uh, generally who aren't used to being critiqued in such a way or really any way are rarely happy when compared to a pudgy, slow-witted Disney character. Mentions of the cartoon bear are reportedly being blocked on Chinese social media. Oh, the Chinese government considers such comparisons a serious attempt to undermine the office of the president and she himself. Comparisons to Winnie the Pooh date back several years when in 2013, President Xi and former U.S. President Barack Obama were depicted in media walking together as Winnie the Pooh alongside his pal Tigger, respectively. Okay. Uh, Xi has... What? I said, okay. Okay. Uh, Xi has also been depicted as Winnie the Pooh alongside Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, who was being depicted as Eeyore. <laughs> okay. So you can see the, well, let's leave it at that. Yeah. According to CNN, if a user of Chinese communication app WeChat sends a picture of Chi and Obama next to Pooh and Tigger, it won't display to the other users of the chat. And if a person searches the Winnie the Pooh and President Chi together on Chinese platform Sina Weibo, results will not be displayed. Okay. But that's not all. Oh, no. The 2018 Disney live-action remake titled Christopher Robin was denied release in China as Winnie the Pooh has also been utilized by foes of the ruling Communist Party to depict the president. That same year, China blocked HBO over comments made by last week's night host John Oliver poking fun at Xi's sensitivity to the comparison. <laughs> this is well known. So he made, he made fun of him being annoyed by it, and they pulled the plug on that too. Wow. Nothing says I'm not annoyed at all, or not sensitive at all, by banning somebody else. <laughs> they go low, Xi yeah. goes lower. <laughs> to be fair... Shanghai Disneyland opened in 2016 with two Winnie the Pooh-based attractions. The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, a duplicate of that found in Florida and Hong Kong Disneyland, and Pooh's Honey Pot Spin, a Pooh-themed teacup-style ride unique to the Shanghai Resort. And though rumors surfaced in 2018 that Pooh could be removed or downplayed in the park due to cheese sensitivity, both of his attractions remain in the park so india jumping on the bandwagon and criticizing president xi they found out he doesn't like it and they're going to use it to their advantage <laughs> so uh, who would have thought that uh china would have an yet another border dispute <laughs> yeah. they're oh, they're God. quite busy yeah. with these borders yeah i know right they should they can't focus on anyone they're all over the place with these borders <laughs> 
You know what uh, is all over the place, probably in your area, the 21st Amendment. They've been serving craft beer in the San Francisco Bay Area for 19 years, from their initial brew pub on 2nd Street, which is two blocks from Giant Stadium in San Francisco, to their production brewery and taproom across the bay in San Leandro. The 21st Amendment is now available in over 29 states, including in and around the parks. Next time you're in San Francisco, visit the brew pub and shoot over to neighboring San Leandro to check out their new production brewery and taproom for great beers and good food. And be sure to ask for the 21st Amendment wherever you find good craft beer. They uh, are. They're all over the, around here. I don't. I don't see Twenty First Amendment. I don't think. I here. know they're in like New York and stuff, but I think they're more. It's more limited uh, delivery distribution. Okay. So maybe not all the time. A lot of places kind of rotate stuff. That's the super cool thing about craft beers. You got rotating handles, bro, and rotating shelves. Yeah. Well, they partner with Brooklyn Brewery. I think mm-hmm. that's our our local. Yeah, they make good beer. That uh, Brooklyn Amber is a delicious. Sure. However, by the time it gets out here, it is not very delicious because <laughs> mm. it travels warm and you can't store beer warm. And so it's, you know, it's not that great. Well, that's why you got it. But I do like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, all right, Jeremy. Well, as we know, Walt Disney World is open and doing pretty OK by most accounts. The parks that are open are still running. And while the company did have to tighten their mask policy up a bit, to remove the urge to simply walk around with no mask on while holding a bottle of water in your hand. Uh, otherwise, it seems things moving uh, are moving along maybe even too well. There have been reports of annual pass holders seeing an uptick in reservation ability uh, availability, which is the only way you can get into the parks right now. If you're, I believe, if you're an annual pass holder, you get you can ask for a reservation time. And I know when things were opening, that was sort of sketchy. It was hard to get. But now, apparently, it's really easy to get a reservation as an annual pass holder. Yeah, they've opened up in the I, – I, as an annual pass holder, they've released more slots, I believe. Yeah. We got an email. Yeah, said, for sure. Uh, and even cast members are seeing dates that had been previously blocked out suddenly become open. So it seems Disney is suffering from a people problem, or lack thereof, I guess, and it's causing some property hotels to push back their opening dates. The Polynesian Resort, which is my personal spirit animal in hotel form, was originally slated to open on August 12th, but apparently that has been pushed back to October 4th. The Art of Animation, which I know literally nothing about, is set to open on November 1st, while the Beach Club Resort and Boardwalk Inn have both had their reopen dates removed entirely. And I believe oh. they were both supposed to open in August, September, I think, but... Those those are they, we they, we have no information on those. They haven't been pushed back. They're simply non-existent. That's Beach Club and Boardwalk. Yeah, I think those are both being used by the NBA right now. Ah, okay. Well, that would make a lot of sense. Has anything to do with that? Yeah, sure. That would make that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, Florida, as you might well have guessed, is reliant on a heavy tourist trade. With Disney World and Universal Studios operating at half-mast, so to speak, the hotel and tourism business is taking a hit. Uh, The week Disney World opened saw the occupancy of Orlando-based hotels down over 60%, which honestly seems high to me. I would have expected, or low, I would have expected a a higher or a lower occupancy rate than 40% occupancy. I would have expected 20 or whatever. Because who's going to be traveling to go to Disney World in the middle of a pandemic? But apparently a lot more people than, than I would have thought. Yeah. Uh, while, the, while Florida overall 
saw a 41% drop. So still, <laughs> there's still people traveling uh, Florida, staying at hotels. Um, well, if you think about it, yeah. you may not want to go to Disney World, but who would, you know, I would go down and get a timeshare on the beach or something where you're not going to be, you know, elbow to elbow with people. So I could mm-hmm. see why the state in general would have better numbers than a okay. theme park. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess when I, when I, when I think about hotels, I think about like a motel, really a motel six where who's going to, you know, what are you doing? You're only, you only stay in hotels to, to travel places. And if you're not traveling, why do you need to stay in a hotel? But um, I guess people need to take breaks from being at home. I don't know. I don't know. It was just seemed weird to me. Um, so it looks like Orlando is really feeling the crunch here of this pandemic. It's estimated that attendance is about at Disney world is about, at one third capacity, but of course Disney doesn't release the uh, the number, so we don't know if that's due to social distancing or the will of the people or both, or we don't really know what's going on. But that's that's a general estimate. Is the parks are seeing about a third of their normal capacity? Wow. Overall, the cast members seem to be happy with the way Disney is trying to stem the flow of COVID in their parks, though some cast members have run into trouble in dealing with the parks. The union that represents actors and singers has filed a grievance with Disney World, saying their 750 members were locked out of returning to work after they complained about Disney, ignoring their demands for getting coronavirus tests since they can't wear masks while performing. Some performers, though, are eager to return to work and are pushing the union to reach an agreement with the company as they are worrying about Disney replacing their shows with temporary ones featuring non-actors. I don't know what that means. <laughs> What's a non-actor? I guess non-union actors? Um, yeah, maybe it's like, I don't, I, I can't, I don't know. I'm going to say, I want to say like, okay, maybe it's like whoever walks around and like, okay, so instead of dancers in the parade, Maybe it's just like a parade of characters. Yeah, maybe for you know, like I don't know if that's the same. <laughs> Are they considered actors? Like a dancer is probably like a unionized kind of performer. I don't think. In fact, I'm certain in Florida they are. Yeah, in Disneyland they're not. Oh really? Um, yes, and it's ha- actually. I, so I'm I'm going to try to say this as accurately as I can because it's been a while since I've looked into this. So apologies if some of this is not 100 percent true. Uh huh. But the choreography of a Disneyland parade tends to be um, more, like, more active. There's more things that they're doing. And I think it has something to do with what their union will do and won't do. Okay. Interesting. But in yeah. Disney World... Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe they're not unionized in Florida and they are in California. I could be completely wrong. <laughs> well, it, it sounds like they are unionized in Florida because they were uh, they were worrying about getting oh, yeah. tested because they can't perform with masks on. I mean, they could, but you know, whatever. Anyway, just some drama going down in Disney World. Sort of a general uh, story about uh, parks are low, hotels are lower, they're pushing some dates back, and uh, overall, the parks are, are, they seem to be rolling along. People seem to be overall happy. Um, but I didn't hear about this drama with the, uh, no pun intended, with the, uh, uh, the Disney World actors filing a grievance. That's news to yeah. me. No, I hadn't heard about that either. There's so much news going on with all this. There really is. There's, there's a lot more than I would have expected. Yeah. yeah. Is that your story? That's my story. Well, Jason, yes. just as you were talking about, while Disneyland here in the U.S. remains closed, and as you said, resort hotels in Florida, like the Polynesian, push back their openings, and Hong Kong Disneyland has reclosed following a spike in infections in the island city. 
Shanghai Disneyland, the mm. first theme park to reopen in the wake of the coronavirus outbreak, is resuming parades and spectaculars as of this week. So guests visiting Disneyland Paris and Walt Disney World can enjoy the parks, but have not been able to view those parks' venerable daytime street parades, such as Magic Kingdom's Festival of Fantasy Parade or Happily Ever After Nighttime Spectacular, as part of the reopening policies that have removed these large crowd-drawing performances in order to encourage more social distancing. So they're it scaled back a lot of these or removed them or the parades are like surprise parades. They don't tell you when it's going to happen and they're really small. Mm. So they don't draw a crowd. That's the whole point. Okay. But now guests visiting Shanghai Disneyland can enjoy their parks shows this past weekend. Mickey's Storybook Express Parade returned to the streets of Shanghai Disneyland. Then yesterday, the park's website revealed that Ignite the Dream, the park's <laughs> nighttime spectacular, oh, was man. returning to the skies in trial operations. Okay, so it's not for the public? They're just testing it? It's for the public, but okay. what it, the trial means they reserve the right to make operational adjustments to the show uh-huh. during that period. So there may be it may be scaled back, they may move times, but... During this time, they, they're not going to guarantee that you're going to see it or that it's going to be the same. Uh, Ignite the Dream has been the park's nighttime spectacular since it opened in 2016. And it is also used or it was adapted by Disneyland Paris for their nighttime spectacular, Disney Illuminations. And if you would like to hear what some of Ignite the Dream sounds like, you can take a listen to this. Jeremy, <laughs> what was that? Come on, how do you have a, how do you have that? Uh, the audio still going. <laughs> Jeremy, what are you doing? <laughs> Come on, Je- this is disgust. Jeremy, seriously, this is disgusting. Sorry, I wanted to play with my burp and fart piano app. Sorry, I'll edit that out. I just, wow, I just wanted to be funny. We got to get you out of that house and into a supermarket soon. No, why? So I can get COVID? time on your hands. It seems. <laughs> As I as I sit in front of my projection background, <laughs> uh, it looks so great. By the way, everything's everything's uh, progressing nicely in the color scheme of your uh, thing. It's getting it's getting there. Well, so that's what's happening. I mean, Dis- Shanghai Disneyland is reintroducing these crowd drawing shows, and so okay. my question is, how long before we get to see them in Florida? Because if you think about it. Ignite the Dream is a castle show. You got to stand in front of the castle. Everybody kind of clusters together. Yeah. Epcot Forever, that takes place in the round, 360 degrees around World Showcase. You don't have to really, that crowd is really dispersed. By nine o'clock, it's, unless you're at the front where it does get a little more crowded, you can really stand well far, more than six feet away from people and watch (laughs) the show. 
So I'm wondering when that's going to come back. And also, if you think about something like Fantasmic, which in Disney World actually has its own custom amphitheater. So you could, you know, tape off rows. You could make it so that people could watch that show, but not be next to each other if, if you adjust the spacing sure. easily in those bleachers. So I just wonder when will we get that with some social distancing measures? Yeah. You know what? I wonder if it's going to be they need to generate some revenue a little bit. Probably these shows aren't cheap. No, they're what are they, twenty five, seventy five thou a show, something like that. Like with just the fireworks, right? Isn't I thought I read somewhere that like the nighttime fireworks at Disneyland are like twenty five thousand a show. I'm sure it's a, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they vary. I think yeah. World of Color probably is a little cheaper because it doesn't much pyro. Yeah. Um, but you know, still it does have a lot of gas. You know, like they have those jets that just literally shoot flames like 50 feet in the air. Like that's not cheap. No, well, and you have all the CMs to do crowd control and to operate. I mean, it's it's still an operation. So uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would guess they're just trying to bank some money right now any way they can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure that is a, a revenue drop, but yeah, how many more people would be drawn to go back? Like if I knew, I, I would I would be more inclined to want to get down there if I knew I could go watch Illuminations. Not that it exists anymore, but if it if this were a time, you know, if I, yeah. I, it would be one more thing. Like right now, I'm kind of like, well, I would love to go down, but I don't need to get there. There's no nighttime spectacular, and that's really what I go for. Hmm. So you are a spectacular guy. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, that's what's happening. Nighttime spectaculars are making a return. I love it. Well, speaking of Disney World, uh, recently. Walt Disney World had to issue a clarification on their mask policy that allowed guests to walk around the park without a mask on if they had a food, if they had a, if they had food or a beverage in their hand. This was obvious to anyone who read the Disney World Facebook comments that this was going to be an issue, and it was. Moving forward, guests must be at a standstill and six feet away from other guests to be able to safely remove their masks to take a big bite of that turkey leg. That was the uh, that was the update. It sort of kind of because uh, from what I've read, cast members were sort of getting tired of getting yelled at for reminding guests to put their mask back on. Like, oh, well, I'm drinking, but you're not supposed to, you know. So anyway, so they, they made that clarification, asking people to pull over to the side, stay away from each other and then and then do that. Uh, however, this well, you called that. I totally did. Oh, you were sure. like, people are going to be abusing it and just saying, oh, I'm carrying my drink and I'm walking around. I remember hearing you rail about it. Oh, for sure. Well, again, <laughs> I only read and it was no big like thing, right? Uh, you just read the Facebook comments. People literally said they were going to do it. Yeah. Oh, well, you were right. Thanks, man. Uh, this week, there was another crackdown on the mask policy, or at most, it was a tiny clarification that face coverings containing valves, mesh material, or holes of any kind are not acceptable face coverings. So this means... Valves? Yeah, those neck gaiters, underwear, lace thongs, or those popular masks with the valves. Have you seen those? They're like almost like half-face masks, and they have two little valves coming out so you don't fog up your glasses or whatever. But you... <laughs> which is, you know, it is what it is. But I thought, like, usually the, the masks that I've seen, most of them have, like, a filter, so, do you need to take this call, Jeremy? Do you want to go ahead and take this phone call? He has to take this phone call. He's going to take a phone call. In the middle of my show, he's taking a phone call. Who was it? 
Yeah, and you know, it was a friend of mine. Oh, I was like, that's gonna that's gonna screw with my projector, but my projector's back. It recovered. That's great. <laughs> I love. Anyway, it. sorry about that. That's okay. Um, I don't even know what we're saying, but that's fine. I'll figure out how to edit your guffaw out. Um, but yeah, so yeah, valves. Anyway, and uh, the ones that I've seen, they pass through like a filter, like a carbon filter or whatever. So I didn't know it was that big of an issue, but right. maybe maybe it is because you're still expelling the air and filters are 99% or whatever. So I don't know. I I, I, I wasn't aware of it. And like you go look on Amazon for because I, I need, like we were talking earlier, like a rounded mask because my face is too big and the rounded masks all have valves on them with the filter. I want a rounded mask with a filter and they all have valves on them. So like, well now what do I do? I don't know. I can't get it. Anyway, you can't wear valve covering uh, masks at Disney world or Disney, any of the Disney resorts that are open now. Um, It has to be just a solid mask. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And if you want to wear those neck gaiters, like we were talking about, you have to have a mask on underneath it. (laughs) Well, that's a lot. Yeah, it's not that bad because they're like they're uh, stretchy. It's like spandex material. It's totally fine. I know, I, but it's already hot with just it's hot with a mask on. Now I'm going to put a gator on over it and go into Florida. And then don't go to Florida. That's the other. Well, thing. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. lot. I don't want to do that. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it is a lot. You're right. Why do it? It seems or just wear a regular mask if you have to have the. <laughs> just wear a regular mask, brother. That's just all you got to do. <laughs> yeah, get this. So anyway, that's a little, a tiny little update to the uh, larger update <laughs> for Mask yeah. at Disney World. Okay. That's it. I only have two stories, but you have two. You want to do little another ones? one? I forgot that you were. Yeah, I got, I got two little ones. Yeah. Again, I guess I should have gone second. Yeah. So bookended me. Yeah. Well, whatever. People like my voice, I'm sure. I'm sure they do. How <laughs> they love it. Uh, Walt Disney World is no stranger to drama, especially being in Florida. From cast members skimming the register to overnight campers in abandoned sections of the property, plenty of people have gone to Disney jail over the years. Well, you can add another name to that list. Unique Smith, a 27-year-old woman from Georgia, was arrested on July 18th after Disney World security found two handguns and marijuana in her baby bag. Oh. <laughs> Were there any diapers in there? Handgun. I don't know. I would imagine. Uh, Unique, her two children and a male companion were moving through the checkpoint when one of the security guards noticed a 9mm handgun, quote, in plain view, along with a small bag of weed. Orange County deputies were called to the scene to do a more thorough search, and while they were en route, the male companion was apparently wanting to go change the younger child in the bathroom. Since one gun and the weed was already found and was still sitting inside the bag, I guess security can't remove it or chose not to remove it until deputies arrive. Uh, They had to wait for the deputies. Once on scene, the deputies searched the bag and found the second gun, which was a forty-five caliber weapon, deep at the bottom of the bag. Smith was arrested, but no news on the unknown male that was with her. So you know the homie was just trying to go to the bathroom to change his kid to, like, get rid of the second gun, <laughs> which is what I would have done. But And we've, we've, we've done stories on the, on the other show about people getting caught with knives and guns or whatever through security. Two guns and a bag of weed. <laughs> just, I don't get this. I don't get it either because it, it, it's, it's clearly you, – you can't say you forgot because it's, it's in the, the, the kid's diaper bag. 
So you can't say, like, I know exactly what's in the diaper bag at all times because you pack it before you go. Because the worst thing in the world is to let your wife do it because she constantly forgets to put diapers in there. Ask me how I know that. So, <laughs> Taryn, you've remembered the guns, but not the diapers again. Right. Taren, I can't does, believe this. Does this look like baby wipes to you? No. <laughs> well, I just the thing is, yeah. And when you go to Disney World or when you go to a park like this, you know exactly what's in the bag because like you don't want to carry anything extra around that you don't need. You're hauling that thing around all day. So it's not like you have you know, just extra, oh, whatever, I'll just bring this too. It's like, no, you scrutinize every item because you don't want to be carrying any extra weight. That's how I am anyway. Oh, like, imagine being like, oh, I have two gats in here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I might need that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what if they take it to like the Frontier Shooting Arcade? <laughs> I just Hold blow on, the I got place this. Away. Pow, pow, pow. Yeah. I thought it was interesting it was a 9 and a 45 because if you get into a shootout, you can't share ammo. And these are the things you got to look at for. These are the things you got you to worry about in this day and age. I don't know any of this stuff. Like, I don't know that a 9 and a 45 don't take the same bullets. Like, I just thought bullets are bullets. No, that's why, there's, that's why they differentiate with the numbers. Well, what's the, that's the number means the size of the bullet that it takes? Yeah, the, like the oh. millimeter of the bullet. I think it's the oh, how many millimeters in diameter it is? I believe so. Yeah. Huh. I no, never no, knew what no, that no, meant. No, 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 that's not right because nine millimeter is different than a forty-five because a forty-five is point forty-five caliber. So I don't know. Oh, yeah, I was gonna the, say forty-five millimeter. You're shooting cannonballs. <laughs> Here, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I don't look. I'm not an expert. I don't live in Texas or Florida. I don't know anything about guns, but I do know that the ammo is different because of the numbers and that was as, that was literally as much as i know about ammunition yeah well it's it's three times what i know about ammunition. <laughs> now we're on par now we both know the same amount yeah that's great <laughs> so and we don't know anything else she wasn't like oh well you know i had it because she was reached I, for comment but uh she was uh, uh she did not provide any comment and uh, the the dude was not arrested, and that's it. That's all we know. Hmm. I hope we can get an update. We should like f- like can we bookmark that story so then we get more info, and then you would love to know update. what was going on. I want more info. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I they heard about the unsatisfied f- the fighting at Disneyland. I mean Disney World. The only thing I can think of is they were just expecting trouble. <laughs> right, and like, why are you expecting trouble there? It's Florida. I don't know. But not, but so Florida, you can have a concealed carry permit. They did not. Oh. Yeah. And you can't bring guns into Disney World anyway, even if you have a permit. Right. So, I think that's their rule. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I read three stories about this because this is in-depth and I needed to get as much information as possible. And everyone quoted Disney as saying the, it's the policy of the Disney resorts to not allow firearms in the parks. Like, yeah, I know. It's, that's just should be standard. Right. But. Well, we had, we did a story on here maybe like a year ago where a guy where or they found a gun just laying on the ground in, in the parking lot of Magic <laughs> yeah, Kingdom. That's right. That's right. Remember? I do. It's like, oh, there's a gun. There's a gun. And welcome <laughs> to Florida. Here's your gun. <laughs> maybe they need it for shooting alligators. You know, the alligators are everywhere there. Yeah, they are. Although I didn't see any when we were there, and I was kind of disappointed. 
I have friends who moved there recently and they um, moved to a golf course. And in, they say every single body of water in Florida assume that an alligator lives in it. That's the yes, exactly. That's what you got to do. You treat it like gun safety. They say treat every gun like it's loaded. Treat every body of water like it's loaded with alligators. Yeah. Well, they have one of these doors, you know, that like it's all glass almost to the bottom, except for you know maybe like a foot or whatever. And <laughs> go up to the door, and there's an alligator on the porch. I'm like. That would make me get a gun because I have to be like, oh, I'd yeah. have to blow that thing away. What are you going to do? You call animal control and they come and oh. get it. They come and get it and they go out to the swamps or whatever and release it. <laughs> yeah. Could you just put this in the pond behind the house, please? It shouldn't be up here. In the swamp. Not the there. I'd have to blow this thing away. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the gat. There's a crocodile. There's an alligator on the porch. We got to blow it away. And then I'll call animal control and be like, there's a dead alligator on my stoop. Come get it. I don't know what happened. I didn't yeah. shoot it with my gat. <laughs> Strapping a gat, right? Isn't that what you, what they say? Sure, man. In the nineties, <laughs> well, that's you can, when you I can, learned about guns. Yeah, okay. you can you can tell anybody's involvement in hip hop when they when they reference guns in that sort of like vernacular, where it's like gat is definitely eighties nineties. Now, if <laughs> now it's a tool or a stick or a strap, like strap is still I think two thousand maybe. But now it's a tool. I'm tooled up, or I'm carrying the stick. Um, that's that's what it is now. What about a Ruger? Isn't that something? Ruger is a type of gun. It's a manu- okay. not the type. It's a manufacturer of of uh, weaponry. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, I learned something here. You did. Um, I think we're done. Yeah, I would say. What do you think? Hey, right. and I can hear it. Oh well, see, that's why because it was through the thing. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Hey, I appreciate you guys uh, listening live here on YouTube. Um, I like doing that. I think it's a lot of fun, and I'm glad that you guys are coming along for the ride. It's a good time. Next time, I promise Jeremy will be here a little bit earlier. I don't know. <laughs> I threw yeah, you into well. the bus earlier, yeah. I was like, ah, I didn't really tell the kid, but whatever. It's fine. Um, we no, got you a lot said of- 8 o'clock, and I was here at 8 o'clock. It's true. You absolutely were. <laughs> um don't forget to go uh, search for Scraping the Vault wherever you find your podcasts. If you don't find it wherever you find your podcast, you should find it in a couple of days. I just uh, threw it up yesterday, last night, actually, to kind of go live. And things, these things take a little bit to work their way through the Matrix. So check it out. The boys at the Supreme Resort and uh, Audrey, of course, will thank you for it. I think it's a good show. It's funny. And um, I really don't know. I've never heard it. But it's good. If you're a Supreme Resort fan, you're going to like this. Uh, a little more comedy involved in it, a little more improv, uh, which I won't let them do on the Supreme Resort. I don't know. Um, what else? I think that's it for announcements. We're going to be recording next week uh, ears up, the Ears Up show for normals. Uh, the new Bantha Milk podcast show is out already, so check that out. It's on our website or just search Bantha Milk podcast. Um, Jeremy, anything? No, listen to SpectroRadio.us. There you go. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot. Take care. Be safe. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. And uh, if you see Taryn's grandma in the store, tell her I need a, a bag of cauliflower gnocchi from Trader Joe's. <laughs>